Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show Talk Radio to Thrive By. This is our Street Smart Spirituality Hour. We're going to do something totally awesome tonight. Just never done it before, um, and it's it's going to be wonderful. I'm actually going to be here with uh, an amazing individual who is going to read my palm, and we're going to do it. We're live. You're going to hear it when I hear it. This is a little scary little scary for me. I know the guys at PBS are saying, what is she doing? She, what is she going to be doing on the air? Well, this is what we're going to be doing because Jim Barker is with me, and he has been studying palmistry for over 25 years. And so he's going to take a look at my hand and see what it says. And at the same time, uh, those of you that belong to my newsletter list, you know that we were going to do this, and some of you... <laughs> have faxed me copies of your palm and we're gonna try we're gonna try to do a little reading of what that says. They're not the best copies, so uh please feel free to call in. Now you know, Jim has a very interesting background and I'm gonna ask him to share this because like most people that step out and take their metaphysical gifts out into the world, there is a story. And behind every story is a passion, and behind every passion is a commitment. Wow, did I just say that? That was pretty good. Do you think that was good, Jim? You should quote that. Uh, we'll have to, it could be a title. I'll book. get it on the archive. Yeah. Wow, that was really good. <laughs> I know we're already being channeled, but we, we've got the spirit thing going. Uh, you know, how would you describe, Jim? I want to thank you for, for joining the show today. Thank Thanks you so much. Thanks for having so me. Much. It's great. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, you and I have talked before, but in a totally different topic, totally, totally different, different place. Yeah. Um, how did you step into this? And what is it anyway? I mean, palm reading, crystal balls, all of that. I know. <laughs> October's just around the corner, right? I, my fav- <laughs> favorite holiday. Mine, too. I can't wait. I love it. Um, you know, this started as a young kid. I was very spiritual. I was raised Catholic, and I had a very intensely spiritual experience. I knew that God was there for me all the time, and I always felt that it was a benevolent, you know, kind of grandfatherly sort of person, and he was always looking over little Jimmy Barker, right? It was really great. So um, as I grew up as a, as a kid, when I was eight years old, I found a little pamphlet in my grandparents' attic that said, know your future, read your palm. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. my, my your grandparents? Yeah, my dad's side. My dad's a waspy kind of guy. Mm-hmm. My mom's Italian, and dad's the, the waspy guy, right? And so... They were really not very religious. They just had all kinds of, you know, so it was nothing. It was a pamphlet that one of my dad or his uncle or someone had, and it was just in the attic. And I read it, and I was like, wow, I could, people know your future from reading your palms? It was like 10 pages long. So I read the thing. I consumed it. When we were out, we were visiting way out in Ohio, and, you know, I was reading this. And, um, and I came away. I'm like, wow, I can read palms. So I tested it out on my brother. Because he was my guinea pig for everything, my little brother, right? Well, you just like had a knowing. Well, I had a. I read the pamphlet. And you then you knew. Yeah, I'm like eight. I'm oh. like, oh, okay, I can read the pamphlet. Wow, you were totally meant to do that. Or Eleven, I forget how old. You I know was. how many pamphlets I read, and I can't figure out what end is up. How to program your VCR? I think that's a pamphlet. That's forget it. <laughs> that doesn't. That goes nowhere for me. Uh, but so it was a poem read. Exactly. So lifeline, headline, heartline, mm. kind of thing. So it was really, really simple and funny, and I read my brother's palm, and 
I don't know. I think his reaction was whatever. You know, he would just do whatever I did. I was the older brother. Well, Mom found out, and she said, don't do that. It's devil worship. She was a little bit on the wow. whoa Christian side. Did you, know? you say, like, wow, Mom, this is, like, in the attic, okay? <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. I wouldn't do it, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until I started to become a teenager and rebel that I was like, hmm, I So what did you do with that, though, Jim? I mean, I mean... This gap in between. What did you do with the gap? Because that's really hard when you're young. And, I, and you know in what? I believe it happens to all of us. Mm-hmm. I really do. Uh, I don't think I'm excluded from that. Uh, you know, I have a feeling the guys at BBS here, they're probably in the same boat, where you've had an incredible idea, and for a while you've had to go underground. Mm-hmm. I think that that's part of the gift of what it is. I think that as we move through our obstacles, you know, obstacles are placed in our path so that we can hone our muscles to jump them, to get over them. I I mean, and I guess that's kind of cluing into how I read palms. Uh There is nothing negative in life. You know, it can be perceived that way, but really, isn't it just an obstacle, or isn't an obstacle just a challenge and something that strengthens us once we get through it? And I think that's a really important and powerful way to look at what's happened. Now, of course, at 11 years old, I didn't really think of that at all. I just thought, okay, don't do that. My mommy said no, so don't do it. I know. You're going to get in trouble. So I I expressed my spirituality in other ways. I was, you know, deeply spiritual and, you know, felt like the energy of the earth and of, you know, the religion that I was being raised in. And um, as I grew older, I started to outgrow that you know, more restrictive religious practice. And um, I started to get interested in other things, like um, I had a wizard collection. I love to collect wizards, you Mm -hmm. know, the the pointed hat and the crystal balls. And um, that was really fun. And I really loved that they could do these powerful things or know the future or whatever. So that was kind of my – it started me on this little, like, I love the occult and the, you know, different weird things. And um, they were kind of spooky and – as I got into my teenage years and started to rebel, I really started to take that spiritual spirituality that I had honed so well in a more organized and restrictive religion and really started to grow that into, like, you know, channeling um, spirit, I think. Oh, exactly. You know, being that perfect alignment with spirit, that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I had the, had the pleasure of interviewing Neil Donald Walsh last week on uh, his upcoming movement, uh, movie, Conversations with God. And, you know, I've seen and and I've talked to Neil on a couple of occasions, seen a couple of movies. This movie was really well done, and the acting was really, really good. And for those of you, yeah, it's going to be out like October 27th. But it was surprisingly good to me, and the acting in the movie was really good. And you really got a sense from that movie exactly what you're talking about for yourself, Jim. You really got a sense of what it means to be down and out, what it means to have obstacles and yet still be quote worthy of hearing the voice of god mm-hmm. and yet millions of people walking around thinking that they're so separate from that that they never really look to what's already in front of them right and i think that is a message for every listener you are worthy mm. to hear and to channel and to be one with god with your higher power whatever that may be I think that's really what people are so yearning for. When someone comes sure. to me for a palm reading, they're also coming to me to be closer to their divine source, right. to the divine, I like to call it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is extremely powerful. And 
I am not really channeling or facilitating. I, I may be facilitating what's already inherently true about each one of you listeners is that you, thou art God. You know, thou art the goddess. However you want to look at it, thou art divine. You know, that, we, that the divine is imminent inside us. Yes. Right? Um, anyway, and I think that that's really what people come to re- be reminded of. Mm-hmm. And my goal is to remind people of that, to remind people that you are divine. You're divinely inspired, and you have a purpose here, necessary, and that you are absolutely perfect and beautiful. Well, that's so easy for me to see that. And, and that is your gift. That is the power that you bring out uh, into the world. And um, for many people that have received this email and, and, and are, are regular listeners on the show, it is really a conversation about what is possible. One, though, has to imagine that, at least for me, in, in my mind, there have been so many movies that I've seen where there's been this palm reader sitting in this, this tent with a crystal ball and, you know, all of the dark colors and all of this going on. And you get your palm looked at and it's like, oh, you are destined for death uh, and that kind of thing. And I right. think that, and, and I think it's worth having a conversation a little bit about the history of palmistry, what sure. it is and what it isn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, palmistry is insight into people. Because for me, palmistry is an expression of your body language. But historically, palmistry has been a divinatory practice, which means that people are getting information, divining information from your hand, which means that it isn't anything that they can verify with science. And I think most of your listeners will know that word. I just want to make sure that everyone knows that it's more just an inspired and... um, uh, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but intuitive? It's, it's intuitive. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's an intuitive or, quote, psychic sort of reading. Mm-hmm. It isn't necessarily validated by scientific processes. So in the olden days... Well, neither is God. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're not here to talk about that, are we? No, we'll save that for another show. <laughs> so, I mean, scientific process is not part of it. But, um, you know, the hand has always been... Um, it's, a, it's a very powerful part of your body. You know, you can't pick up... Here we are sitting here looking at each other. You can't pick up the mic or the paper or your glasses That's without right. using your hand. Right. And God bless all the people out there who don't have full mobility in their hands, but your hands are still a very much an expression of who you are and what you do every day. It's just as simple as looking at a construction worker having big, fat, muscular, calloused hands and an office worker like me having soft, pliable you know, computer hands, Right. So that is really the basics of it. And I think that the old, the old time, a lot of palmistry was very fatalistic. That's the word. Fatalistic means that we're going to tell you when you're going to die, the negative things are going to happen to you, all this sort of like doom and gloom prediction stuff. And that might have been helpful to some people at some time. I don't know. That's definitely not what I do. I, I think it, it, it makes for a big drama on the screen. Drama. Big drama. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, do you read your own palm? Did yep. you do that? When was the first okay, when was the first time that you did that? Um oh, the first time. I thought you meant it was in the last time. I just read first it before time. I came up here. Oh, first time. Because <laughs> I know you did your brother, right? Right, right. Okay. Right. Did you do your brother before you did you? I looked, did at, I looked at my own hands with that pamphlet and compared my hand with the drawings. 
So I have always compared, I'm like, how does my hand compare to what I see, right? Now that I have seen thousands and thousands of hands, I know when I see something different. I'm like, whoa. And I look at my hand. Of course, I think my hand is standard, but it's not. You know, there's things about my hand that aren't true of anyone else's as well. Um, but I do occasionally now look at – so the first time that I really looked at my hand and read it with the capital R, right? Right. Probably about nine, ten years ago. Got it. And I was like, what is going on? And I thought to myself, well, I'm reading all these other people's hands. Take a look at your own, Jim. Isn't it always the person – we always – don't want to do whatever we're doing for the world for ourselves. Oh, I know. You know, I don't listen to my own radio show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Isn't that bad? I heard that um, some famous actors don't watch their own movies. Yeah. So maybe that's just how, how it is. Well, you know, it's always surreal. Right. You know, I'll listen to myself and I'll think, wow, who the heck is that? <laughs> hey, she's pretty funny. <laughs> but the, you did look at your hand before you came up. Tell yeah. me why you did that. I do it to ground myself. Okay. You know, I look at my hands, and it's a way of validating, like, mm. wow, I can really be calm and present, right? I can look at my hand and be reminded of my connection with my divine source. And also, you know, where's my apprehension? How am I holding my hands? What fingers are splayed out, and what fingers are curled up? Am I confident about my communication? Okay. Is my pinky out? Am I overcompensating? All those sort of things that happen in the gesture of my hand. All right. So once is your palm like your fingerprint? What you get is what you get. Yes and no. Some parts. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, your fingerprint you have yeah. for your lifetime. Yeah. That's different. The musculoskeletal structure of your hand changes based on your daily activities. So where the calluses are where, how the fingers are positioned. I guess I'll make a clarification. There is chiromancy, which is the study of the lines on the hands, the lines of the creases formed by you opening and closing, closing your, your hands, hands. Okay. Right? and what you do, what you handle. Okay. If you're holding, if you're a bike racer like Lance Armstrong, you're going to have like yeah, calluses on your hands right. from doing that, and it's going to make the lines different than if you're sitting at a computer all day like me and you have these soft hands with many lines. So that's chiromancy. Chirogamy is the study of the position of the hands, or also known as hand analysis. It's more about like the musculoskeletal structure of the fingers, the padding on the hands, what's the position of your hand, more of a body language read just from your hands rather than from your entire Oh, that's body. very interesting. So we bring those, I bring those together and look at kind of the bigger picture. Well, you know, I want to mention to everyone that uh, we're also taking questions. And as I mentioned earlier, we've had some folks uh, send in, send in, fax copies of their hands, and we're gonna we're gonna try to work with that. Jim Barker is here with me today, and we're talking about palmistry, his life work, uh, what he's doing right now. He's actually going to read my palm. If you have a question, if you're looking at your hand, there's something going on with it, or you want to know perhaps what's going on or how this works, you can call us right here, toll-free, 1-877-876-5227. That's 1-877-876-5227. Uh, you know, we're going to continue to talk about this, but, uh, you know, you've said to me before, you, before we started that this is the first time that you've ever had somebody fax their hands to you. Yeah. I've never read someone's hands 
not in person. Right. And this this person, who I'm hoping is going to join us on the show, it's one of our listeners, uh, it, it, she gave you both hands. Even though yeah. it's really dark, You can there's some stuff you can make out yeah. uh, on it a little bit. So I don't recommend people sending me or faxing me. You can look at my website and contact me there. What is your website so it's, everyone knows? My website is um, thedivinehand.com, T-H-E, divinehand.com. Um, and you can feel free to contact me there and email me any questions you might have. Um, but I usually like to – I could probably work from a few digital photos of your hands. Uh, it would be a little – I don't know. I'd be willing to try it. Oh, yeah, because now uh, – and actually, I should have told I, – I actually, next time we do this, what we'll do is we'll invite people to send us a couple of JPEGs of their hands and yeah, print them out. right. Because you, I bet you could do a lot with that. Well, there's things that I. Do. I didn't think about this. I just right. said, "Fax me your hand." <laughs> <laughs> so, the the issue is that this is a static photo, just mm-hmm. like a photograph of you at that wedding that you went to that you really hate because of the double chins and like the and like the outfit you were wearing that looks horrible. We all That's have right. those photos that we hate. And the right? big run I had in my pantyhose. You don't look like that. You actually look great and dynamic because you're moving and you're a beautiful person, and so am I. So when I see someone's hands that are static and just still, it doesn't really give me a good sense of their body language. When I read your hand, you'll see. Okay. I want you to give me your hand like you would, like you were going to shake my hand. Okay. And then give me your hand like you're relaxed. Okay. And, and then so those two differences show the big, different things. Big yeah. difference. And here's two hands flattened against the glass, spread out, kind of tense. Right. But Following my instructions, of course. <laughs> yeah, but I see a few things. Well, and one of the things we're going to do is we're going to wait for uh, this particular listener to call in. And as I said before, if you've got questions at all and you would like Jim to give you a few answers, you can do that. We're taking calls. We always take calls during the show, uh, and it, it's really totally fun. You can do that and just get right in here toll-free at 877-876-5227. Uh, just in case you're not sure what you're listening to, you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by a, this is our Street Smart Spirituality Hour. I'm here with Jim Barker and he is getting ready to take a look at my hand. Now, you, you say a couple of different things and just before we do that I want to ask you a couple of questions. Sure. Um, when you make predictions, I'm using that term. It's a kind of a weird term, isn't it? Yeah, I don't really make predictions. It's not predictions, is it? Well, how would you describe it? Ask, ask the question anyway. Okay. Well, what I want to say is that people expect you to make predictions, mm-hmm. right? right? They expect you, like if I were to go, like I spent the weekend with John Holland, right? Uh, and by the way, not an intimate thing, so let's not start any rumors about that. <laughs> this was at an upcoming workshop he did in town, and John is great, and, man, you know, he talks to dead people, okay? And he does it very well, and as a matter of fact, he did an intervention with me that just blew me away things that no one would know about. Mm-hmm. But that's his thing. That's what he does. You would expect that if John Holland's looking at you, look out. He's talking <laughs> to a few of your relatives that are not here. Whoa. Palm reading or being a palmist, palmist is really a little bit different, but I'm not clear how because I think people still expect you when they put their hand in front of you to tell them the deal. And I will tell you your likely future based on what I'm seeing in your hand. Yeah. Like, gee, continue going. Like, I read one person's hand. 
he is a very kind of big, muscular person, and he works out all the time, and he's headed for a heart attack. And I got that so vividly. But that wasn't related to working out? Was it related to working it, out? Or? It is something about how he's not doing, I don't know what it is. He's got some blockage in his chest, in his heart chakra, energetically and physically. I couldn't tell, <clears throat> what I told him, what I saw in his hand was, I saw build up, and I saw build up in the energy in his hand around his, and it indicates around his heart, oh. right? Because your hand is like your body. I can tell where in your body you're holding energy and where in your body you might have a medical ailment. And I identified it very vividly in his chest. And his jaw dropped and his eyes widened and he looked at me and he said, my doctor said that I have high cholesterol and I need to watch out for a heart attack. Whoa! And I said, you know, whatever it is, you, the, the great thing about him is, I said, you have the power to change this. This is not your certain destiny. You will have a, you need to have a, a big life-changing experience when you're 47 or, or thereabouts, but it doesn't have to be a heart attack. Let it be something constructive instead. Get on the treadmill and start, like, you know, eating vegetables or something. I don't know. So, Give up the steroids, dude. <laughs> that, you know, we know about that. <laughs> Maybe that's it. The governor, Mr. Schwarzenegger, <laughs> all about that heart stuff, dude. Well, whatever it is, the point is that, okay, this is a little information. That's a little information. Mm -hmm. You can do what you want with it, right. uh, which is very different than, you know, what we see. Uh, on television uh, and, right. and on television, movies, whatever. I'm sure there are some people who are so clairvoyant and so, like, rock solid that they can tell you, you know, gee, you drive a blue Toyota Camry and you're going to get an exit with a yellow Ford Probe on September 2nd, 2007. Yeah, now you're talking about Sylvia Brown. But I, I can't even be in the same room with her. But I can't do that. <laughs> well, and in a sense, though... Um, in a sense, what we're talking about here, Jim, though, is really providing, a, to me, um, a much healthier tool for people. Right. Right. I am my. It's really a it, little different. Right. And I'll tell you my ethic. And my ethic is, I will never say something. I will kick your butt. Don't get me wrong. And I'll tell you if something's going on. But I will never give you a self-fulfilling prophecy that I wouldn't want to have happen to myself. Okay. And I think that's an important distinction. Okay. Well, and we're going to give you all an example of this because, I, uh, you know, it's something I've been fascinated with for a very, very long time. But intuitively, you know, there have been people, palmists that I've been up in front of, and it's been like, eh, I don't think I want you to read my hand. <laughs> well, you know it. You can walk up to right. a psychic and, and you, you, well, you could say, okay, you might be really good, but maybe you're not a good match for me. Right, right. And it's just like any therapist it, or anything, Exactly, right? exactly. Mm -hmm. And i got to tell you, the listener that sent that those copies in, if she didn't have a good feeling, I know her, she would not have put those, she would not have done that. She, believe me, she <laughs> would well, have. She would have wanted to see your birth certificate. I'll tell you, she has beautiful hands. Okay. And what I really love is if you can see the taper on her okay. index finger, there is some kind of leadership charisma that she has. And I wonder if I really would love her to see her take adva full advantage of that leadership by charisma. All right. Well, she's going to call in. Let's yeah, give yeah, her, I'm sorry. Let's give her a shout to when she calls in. 
Okay. <laughs> Let's try to give people an example of okay. how we're going to do this. Okay. Here I am. You're going to do my hand. Right. I, I, we'll do one at a time. For okay. You. So whichever one you're not. Well, I'm holding the phone with this yeah. one. So okay. hand me that one. Okay. Okay. So Pat's giving me your hand. Oh, that's great. Now you just move your hand. Here, hold it. Still like this. Okay. Hold it. The first time that Pat, I'm going to describe it for the listeners. Okay. This is radio and not television. Okay. Very good. <laughs> so pretty soon we're going to have the webcam. So don't worry. Oh, that's excellent. So hold your hand right there. That's an exaggeration. So what Pat, what Pat did was she gave me her hand with her first three fingers together and her pinky splayed out with a space in between. And her thumb kind of curves out, you know, yeah. like a hitchhiker's thumb. It's it's really cool. And she's exaggerating it now for me just so that I can kind of show her what right. it is. Now, isn't it interesting that here's a radio personality person, and the two fingers that are the most prominent are the communication fingers. Oh, well, there you, you go. You know, the editor line, which is... The line on your thumb uh-huh. between your knuckle and the base of your thumb is very, very prominent on you. The editor is all about communication. And the challenge is when are you the censor and when are you the editor, like editing for content? And when are you the censor, like, oh, I don't want to say that. And there's a balance between that strength and I that. I just had this conversation yesterday with someone. Ooh, dee, 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 dee. Mm. So your pinky is also mercurial it's like the planet mercury it's all about communication and that it's splayed out there is is really excellent so that is i'm in big communication mode a lot of times people will do that what else is interesting is that when you gave me this hand with right. your index middle and ring finger put together it's that solidarity of leadership which is your index finger communicate uh, i'm sorry philosophy which is your middle finger which is why when you flick somebody off you're telling them what you really think. Okay. That's how I remember. And art slash, I really read your ring finger as self-esteem. Okay. That you have those things together and communication. It's just so, it's such a perfect sort oh, of thing. That's kind of interesting. This is very natural for me, this. This is a very comfortable, like this. Just very like comfortable. being on the radio is rather natural for you. Yes, it is. Right. Isn't yeah. that interesting? Now, I, yeah. I don't mean hmm. to be like proof texting or like trying to prove one thing that's right. it's just kind of an interesting observation okay now you Patty, now i'm like now now i'm like self-conscious of it so i'm trying to open up my fingers isn't that funny people do that oh i'm, I'm like can i give all the like listeners a, a yeah. tip yes okay the next time you're at a meeting okay and you see that person who's volunteering to do something look at their thumb okay if their thumb is out at a 90 degree angle that means I'm ready to volunteer and really take it on. If they're probably not volunteering, their thumbs are going to be closed against their hand. I'm not ready to take action. Where that's helpful is when you see someone who you suspect will drop the ball, right? Their thumb will not be at a ready-to-grab mm-hmm. position. It will not be at a 90-degree angle from their hand. Okay. Their, their thumb will be in. So when your thumb is close to your hand... Interesting. You're not ready to take action. But when you are ready to take action, of course, your thumb will come out ready to grab something, right? Okay. So it's just kind of one of those little body language things that anyone can sort of be a quick little palmist just by looking at the position of the thumb. The further the thumb is at a 90-degree angle, the more someone is ready to work. Now, out at a 90-degree or further angle, that's caution for workaholism, right? Oh, okay, like that. That's the negative side. Okay. But the positive side is there the person is going to really start things. Okay, got it. Interesting thing. Anyway. That was that was very interesting already. And 
Wow. You could be a palm reader at home. Oh my, no, I would, please. <laughs> Let's see. So I don't want that responsibility. It's enough <laughs> being on the air with thousands of people, but, you know, to tell them what's going on in their palms, no. <laughs> Pat is wearing a really beautiful ring, sterling silver ring, and um, she often wears it, and I can tell that because of the callus yeah. we have mm-hmm. here. So that's interesting. That is often we wear a ring there because it's support in our self-esteem mm-hmm. that we are validated. So there is that pat looking to the community, you looking to the community for supporting your self-esteem. And that's a really beautiful thing. I noticed that your middle finger is pushed up. Oh, don't move. Oh, okay. People always do that when I point something out. I know. I'm just like, now I'm like, okay, like, let me change everything here. <laughs> so her, your middle finger is sticking up a little further mm-hmm. um, than your index finger. So that is philosophy. That is like, how do I think the world works? Mm. How does, how do things operate? How does love work? How does um, life work? How should relationships work? I'm reading your right hand, so that's how does the world work, right? Okay. The philosophy is about the way things are, and then your index finger is down a little bit. I'm looking mm-hmm. at, for the viewers, if you can imagine this, I'm looking at her palm towards me, and her index finger is kind of raised up towards the ceiling and her index finger is kind of down towards the floor as her palm right. is up. So that's really, that really is that you are more following your philosophies as far as what's leading you, what okay. is leading Pat. It's the ideas about how the world works rather than I am going to kick everyone's butt and, and tell them what to do. That, right? If that were the case, that, then this finger would be... Finger would be okay. Right. Yeah. Your index finger would be closer okay, to the Okay, got it. Yeah, it would be like that. Okay, I can't wait to see what my other hand does. I'm not, I'm not going to try to control it either. Relationships. Ooh, I can't wait to read that. Oh, brother. <laughs> so that, that's just kind of a quick thing about your hand. And see how, yeah, the communication and philosophy for you are deeply connected. There's a big connection there. And if I think about what you do and mm-hmm. the type of radio that you, and the type of life that you lead, that's really what I can see really true. So I'll tell you, listeners, that, I know that you just listened to Pat over the radio, but there is integrity with this person. Mm. And I think that that's what's really coming across to me is that she really does believe what she is facilitating. And, you know, that's not always true in the media world, is it? So in any case, that's really a powerful thing. Now, if I look at your headline. And that's the line closest to the fingers. Right. The, the line at the top of your palm that's mm-hmm. closest to your fingers on most people. Now, everyone's hand is different. Some people's headline and heartline are just one line across their hand. I've seen that. And some people, most people's are two. Mm-hmm. There's lots of different variations. It's very hard to see our faxed, our person who faxed in her palm. It's unfortunately very hard to read the lines. Okay, when she calls in, we'll try. make sure that she. I'm going to have to call her if she doesn't call in here soon. <laughs> so your heartline, can you can you uh, close your hand just slightly? Like that? Okay, yeah. What she, what Pat did is she closed her hands. And look, that finger like, still sticks up. <laughs> <laughs> her middle finger is sticking up. Oh, there we go. Um, okay. What she did is kind of close her hand a little bit so that I could see the wrinkles more clearly. Mm-hmm. There is, there are these three branches at the end of your heart line. Okay. So yeah. in the world, people have to, in the world, people have to be your team player. Okay. That's really important to you. Got it. Like, sure, there's all that lovey-dovey stuff, but how good are you at working with me and, and being my team? Oh, I'm all about team. I think we have a caller. Do you? Hey, do we have someone on the line? 
Yes. Are you are you the are you a phantom factor? Yes, I am. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> uh, what's your name? Linda. Hi, Linda. Let me meet you. Let me introduce you to Jim. Hi, Jim. Hi, Linda. Thanks How are for you? faxing your hand. We're going to hold up on my hand for a minute because you know Jim. Even though we can't see every detail, maybe you'll have to help us. He's got a few things he wants to say to you. Uh oh. <laughs> and you can't see it, and you have a few things to say? I'm in trouble, huh? Well, here is what I can see in your hand. I can see the shape of your fingers and the position of your fingers as you laid them on the glass. Now, did you photocopy this? Yes. And then fax it? Yes. Okay. So what has happened there is that your hands are, unfortunately, your hands are in a little bit of an unnatural position. Right. Because that isn't really something that we would do unless we're standing up at the boardroom table yelling at someone, oh, that's the only time that our hands are flat against the glass. <laughs> right? On the well, table. I just slapped that hand on there and took the picture. <laughs> but, you know, you didn't really think about it. And what's really cool is I can see the position of your fingers in relationship to each other. So, for instance, on your left hand, actually, if I look at it really on both of your hands, your pinky is just a little bit further away from your other fingers. Mm-hmm. And that does then, just like Pat, if you have you been listening to the radio, um, to the show, you, we were talking about that with Pat, that there's that strong communication ability, that you have that ability to communicate well. Unfortunately, I can't tell if your thumbs bend back a little bit, but I wonder if you don't have a, um, a little more of an intellectual way of communicating um, that is less of an arti- less classically artistic but more sort of like thought out and linear. Are you linear in that way? When you think, are you logical? Do you do you go from point A to point B as opposed to me? I may go to point uh, A A one, A two, A three, and then finally get to B. I was going to say you go more like from A to Z. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and another loyal listener heard from here. That was a very rational that was, of you. And actually, it was very true. Actually. Right, you're, you're the A-C-M-L. Yeah, 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 I, I am. Yeah. But I will get to it. Yeah. So, so which way which way are you, well, Linda? You, you mentioned two things. Yes, my thumbs do go back pretty far. Um, and yes, I am very logical. Great. That, it's, it's really, it's, <laughs> I think it's fun to see that. What else did I see? I saw... You saw oh, yes. my watch band? <laughs> Your watch band, which helps me tell which hand is which. Right, okay. I can't just tell from the paper. Okay. It could be either. Um, your index finger, um, now your, your fingers are very rounded at the ends, but there's something, and I know that you have obviously manicured nails. I can just barely see it on one of the, on I think the right hand. But you can tell. I can just see that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you couldn't see all of them because... They're not very good today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why we're looking at the other side, right? That's right. So there is a certain spirituality or a connection, like your leadership comes from a place of of charisma. It isn't like you wouldn't lead someone or supervise someone by saying, do this report now. Instead, I get the sense that you would show an example You'd make expectations clear, but you don't have to kibosh people over the head. I think people will follow you more because of your charisma, because of sort of who you are, mm. than your ability to really bosh people over the head. Mm, that's a good point. And I think that that's a really great quality. And I wonder if that doesn't um, ring, if that doesn't speak to you in some way. That's true. 
said, uh, I wish that I had your hands. I wish you were here in this room sitting on that couch. Maybe she could describe <laughs> something. So, well, yeah, you could. That's true. I, I do see um, your success line. That, now, there's a line that runs from your pinky down into the center of your hand. And usually that's like the success line. And what I'm really getting also psychically from you is that there is something faded about you. You're faded to have success. What, what I mean is you deserve the success you've achieved. It's important for you to know that because I don't think you always had that in your life. I think that this is, a, this is something about um, replacing or, or healing past distress about lack. And I think that what you're really having is this abundance and that, you're des that you deserve it. Does that make sense? Yes. And, I, and I'm, when you were talking about that, I was looking at my hand to try to find the line that you were talking about. Were you looking at the watch hand? I'm looking at both of them, actually. They both have that line. On the facts, anyway, it's uh -huh. very dark, that line from your pinky into the center of your hand. Okay. And it could just be the Yeah, it's like way long. I mean, I don't even see one like on mine. Uh, and, and it's on that, on the right hand, it looks way darker. It comes actually from the middle of your right hand pinky straight down to almost the middle of your hand. The hand. And I think it's probably an effect of the fact, but mm -hmm. there's... There's got to be something there. There's a reason that the facts came through the way yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. And there's a reason that I'm to tell you that. So what I would say is, you're going to get homework, Linda. Is that okay? I'm going to get homework? Yeah, yeah right, right now. Homework right now. Ready? Okay. Your job is to really connect with your, the, the abundance that's all around you. And what I mean by that is, you know, you won't buy anything from Walmart unless you watch the commercial and they tell you that you're lacking something. All of our world is based on that pervasive sense of lack. Mm -hmm. If you don't study, you'll get bad grades. If you don't go to church, you'll go to hell. If you don't, you will blah, right? There's right. all that negativity and motivation, artificial motivation by, by lack in our world. And I personally believe that we would be far more peaceful and powerful and, and wealthy if we kind of, if we go about it the other way. And it's not as intuitive because we weren't trained. So I would suggest, this is your homework, is to really connect with the abundance in your life. As you do that, you will become more in tune with that abundance, even more as it is. And look out for your resistance to doing that, your resistance to sitting there and feeling how abundant your life is, how blessed you are, how much, you know, love and money and, you know, everything that you have in your life. Oh, wow. If Good. there's resistance to that, look at how that is connected with things that have happened earlier in this life. I will say one other thing, and that is the stuff that happened to you early in childhood is not you as a victim. It's actually re-experiencing your past life. It's, it's like past life experiences that had to be brought into this life for you to experience, for you to learn your lesson. When I look at your lifeline, it wraps around your thumb, which indicates completion or fulfillment. You're here to fulfill and complete that lesson. The, the things that have happened to you in your childhood and the things that you've experienced from your past life, you're here to complete that lesson. Not everyone is like that. Some people's lifeline goes the other direction. They're here to kick it up. 
you know, they're here to TP some houses, get in trouble, get arrested, and learn about it the next life. <laughs> but that was you last time. Oh, I did that. Right. Yeah, or, not this life. Or something like it. It's just a fun little, you know, allegory. But that's good because I don't want to have to do those things again. No. No. You're here to complete, and that's to have resolution on things. So I think that, that your homework is really revel in your abundance. And are you getting, like, is it lower back or abdominal? Is that where you hold your energy? Yeah. Do you have stomach pains? My well, lower really back lower for her. It's your lower, lower abdominal. Yeah, and watch an abdominal. I would watch abdominal. even your, maybe your hips. If that's where you're holding your energy, and that's what I can kind of get from your hands, I would look at that as being, is, I look at that as like the, in between like the kundalini chakra, which is, is there enough money, love, food, water, the bare necessities? Uh-huh. And then your emotional sort of like stomach chakra is like, how do I make sense of the world? In between there, it's like bridging that gap between, like, I'm just going to speak freely, between, like, deserving God and, like, using that energy or that power that you have. There's something between there that you can really heal by connecting with the inherent and deserved abundance that you, that is necessary for you, that is your birthright. Because I have a tendency to do the opposite of that. Of course. Yeah, to say, oh, I'm not worthy of that, or, you know, if only I had, you know, a right. nicer car, if only I had a nicer husband or wife or kids. Or lottery ticket. Lottery ticket. <laughs> I'll take that one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but me, too, I do the same thing. I mean, it's, I mean, you know, we all, I think, are really um, susceptible to that. But especially, you will notice that your lower back pain and other issues that are brewing in your lower abdomen will be could be relieved. The spiritual aspect of those is connect with that abundance and let that and let that. It's where you're holding your energy, and you can let it flow out of you. Yeah. Now, Linda, why don't you hold on because Jim is going to get back and 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 look at my hand. And if you've got any questions about the process, since he's already shared with you a little bit of what's going on here, then uh, we'll just get you to chime in. What do you think of that? That's great. Okay. What do you think of the palm reading so far? I I. I, it's amazing because, first of all, I'm not there and you can't see my hands, which is very interesting that you can get that from a copy and a fax. Yeah, I think so, too, because I've never done it before. <laughs> We've got a whole new business for you, dude. Well, I mean, it's, it's amazing to me because you, you hit it right on the head. So, well, Exactly. Uh, let me just remind everyone, you are listening to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm here with Jim Palmer. J- uh, Jim, Jim Palmer. Oh, do, oh, no. Jim Palmer, Jim Barker Palmer. Reader. Oh, Is that what you are? Jim Palmer, Barker Reader. Oh, my gosh. No, it's Jim Barker. Jim Barker. But, Palmer. Jim, you know, I, I, let's make sure everyone has your website, www.thedivinehand.com. And uh, Linda, who was called in, uh, was the individual that had faxed me her palm, and we talked about that. And Jim and I were talking about, look at that, I did that again, I just like that. Wow. Because you're talking. And, and out comes my hand, and now he's kind of looking at the hand, and, and he's already shared some things. Uh, so uh, he's actually feeling my hand, and, and this is kind of interesting, too. So he's going to give me a sense of what's going on here. Where, where is my lifeline thing that you said on Linda? <laughs> 
lifeline thing. That's yeah. cute. <laughs> you know, the one that says whether I'm going to have to do the... I love when the East Coast escapes out of your mouth. Isn't so that wonderful? <laughs> it's like, okay, do I have to repeat a lesson or not? Hey. Let's get to the point. Hey, Jim, do the lifeline thing. Do the lifeline do thing now. right now. <laughs> or Guido's going to come up. No, I'm teasing. Okay. <laughs> Here is your lifeline. Your lifeline begins, <clears throat> it's that line that curves around the pad of your thumb. Mm. So if you were to hitchhike, it's that sort of curved line that goes around the bottom of mm. your thumb. So it begins between your thumb and your index finger, circles around your thumb, and ends at your wrist. Okay, got it's it. that major line there. Uh-oh, we don't have it going all the way around, though. Well, and I think it's important for people not to worry about their lines. Okay. A lot of people out there, Linda's going to laugh, because we're, we're all, everyone listening is looking at their lifeline going, how long is it, right? <laughs> well, the length of your lifeline does not indicate the length of your life. That may, that is how the old school sort of fatalistic old wives tale sort of exactly. used to read it. Mm -hmm. But in this day of age, you know, your life, your long, your life expectancy is dependent on so many other things. And there's so much technology so I really look at it as more your life path. It's the soul's journey. Exactly, mm -hmm. the soul's journey. That's a perfect way to put it. So for you, I really, you know, you can see how there's a very strong, Pat has a very strong lifeline. And later, more than halfway through the lifeline, it begins to, um, uh, and I don't want this to come across as negative. It begins to break up into more than just one solid line. It becomes like a chain link sort of pattern. And incidentally, that happens right when your success line enters your lifeline. Well, that makes sense to me, though, in term terms of my own path, really. Mm -hmm. You know, because uh, for the first 40-plus years of my life, oh, see, so you all thought I was younger than that, no didn't way. you? Well, the deal is yeah, that... You haven't reached that yet, have you? Not really, but for the first part of my life, let's say, uh, it was pretty linear. I mean, it was just like this. It was solid. I had a job I could count on, had a life I could count on. I could count on everything. Something I mean, it was solid. Something comes in and kicks Something kicks, comes in, kicked my butt. Oh, wait, what is that called? Crust? That's crust busting, exactly, is what <laughs> happened. And my life changed. Right. Right. Everything, including uh, moving from East Coast to West Coast, going back to school, and now... Here I am on radio doing a number of different things, not one thing. Right. Right, Isn't I can that see interesting? that. Mm, so is. what's also interesting is that you have this very strong sister line. What that is, a sister line is like a lifeline but closer to your thumb. It's like a double lifeline. Mm. It's the lines that are between your lifeline and the base of your thumb. Right, and it's thinner. Pad, it's thinner. That is like this guide or consciousness, or I like to say personification of the divine. Mm -hmm. It could also appear, occur to you as someone who has passed away, like a relative that sort of guides you along your path. Okay, I get that. And so that's that consciousness or that personification of the divine or that person that's sort of guiding you and, and with you. Okay. And so you have a very strong presence. And even when you were in your linear job, doing your linear thing, there was that voice, there was that thing. Oh, I know. And so, uh, is it feminine? Is it a female? Do you? It's a female yeah, voice. Yeah, I get that. It's actually my mother. Oh, wow. Because my mother died when I was eight. So there, that, mm -hmm. that's why it's so strong. Yeah. Not everyone's sister line goes the full length of their lifeline. Mm -hmm. But Pat, yours does. 
Yes, and, and I'm grateful she's with me. She is, and mm-hmm. I think it's so powerful that you have always been able to to have that like mom guidance. Exactly. And that is an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. I um, remember reading one person's poem, and they had just lost their brother, and I picked it up right away in their hand and said, you just lost somebody, and they're with you. Wow. It was very powerful for them because similar to... Who's the person that you just saw? John Holland. John Holland. I've been seeing de- I've been talking to dead people for three days now. Absolutely. I can see that in people's hands a lot of times. Mm-hmm. It'll show up that this is the time when they're going to have a guide. And if it doesn't occur that way, it could also just be, I've found a new guide or I've found okay. a way Got to it. relate with God. Now, in, in my case, what would be a caution you would give me? Because I know... Believe it or not, we're running out of time here. Can oh, you imagine? An hour before the show, we were like, oh, an hour. An hour? How are we going to spend an hour, right? <laughs> but I know different because I do this. Now I'm doing 12 hours a week. Are you doing your, well, and I see them up on the shelf. Right. Um, Pat happens to have evidence of her artistic abilities in her office. Oh, okay. Oh, right. I see, yeah. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, are you doing your art? No. No, I'm not. See my finger wag? I'm not. Let me let me just say two things. When I get on the radio, I consider the radio a form of art for me. I mean, being able to reach so many people, it's a form of art, but it's also a form of healing. But am I letting my imagination do what you see in the room? And actually, for those of you listening to the show, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take pictures of these and I'll put them on the website so that you can see what Jim and I are talking about. But am I doing it at that level? Not really. I have a vision for what we want to do, but I do need to finish my book. I do need to do these other things. Here's what I'm really talking about. Okay. I'm not talking about anything that creates revenue. You're talking talking about fun. About fun art for you. Right. I'm not doing fun art. Are you taking time for Pat and expressing emotions? All right. True confessions. No. So there's my. So you asked me, what are the causes? There we go. Okay. One of them. You have this ability. Your thumb bends back. You know. You have that. That that beautiful artistic thumb that you're in for that. I know. Look at that thing yeah. bounding back look there. Look at that. So that is really there. If I look at Linda, is that right, Linda? Are you still with us? Yes. Linda, does your thumb bend, uh, bend back? Does it have like a curve when you open up your hand? Yes. Yeah. So that is that artistic ability. And on the on the facts, your thumb just looks like it's straight out. But if your thumb does bend back like that, then I always ask, are you doing your art? Because in our society, we're never encouraged. That's never mm-hmm. something, you know, I really think it's necessary. It's as necessary as eating or using the toilet. I think we need to have art in our life to process. And some people, like my father, who's a fabulous person, a mechanical engineer, right, he does his art in a very techy, technical, pointed head kind of way. But he still does it's it. Brilliant, and it's his emotional expression. Mom, she does her art a lot more emotionally, right? And I think it's necessary for everyone to do that. Now, Linda, are you doing art or what? Well, when you just talked about art, I, when, I, when you mention art, I think of art as drawing and um You don't painting. have to limit it that way. It can be anything where you're expressing yourself emotionally. Yeah, and, and that was good that you said that because I took it as the straight painting, artistic. Right. I can't draw a straight line. <laughs> um, That's uh, even more artistic, by the way. Pardon? <laughs> Not drawing a straight line is even more artistic. <laughs> yeah, but I'm supposed to be drawing a straight line. That's the problem. So what is your art? Um, I, I'm not sure what it is. I, haven't, I don't know that I have found what my art is. So I would say that remember the, uh, the idea about abundance? Yes. That also applies to 
your judgment about what is and what isn't. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of judgment in the world about what is art, what is not art, right? Forget that. You can draw scribbles on a piece of paper that represent your day or how you feel about something. That's art. You can take paint and make something beautiful, and who cares? Friends can come over and say, that's ugly. You're like, I don't care. It's beautiful. I put glitter on it and sequins, and I put it in a gold frame, and I hung it in the living room. You know, that's art, and that's what I'm talking about is ex- take time to express yourself in one way or another, music and, and collage, crafting, whatever it is that really helps you express yourself emotionally. I think it's necessary, and I would really encourage, especially if you have that thumb that you know bends back in that artistic thing, to really explore that because you'll find access to freedom mm-hmm. and power and, and the divine. I find the divine through my artwork. Mm-hmm. I find God there to go into that trancy state and just do something. Yeah. Well, you know, I want something that I, I shared with you earlier, and, and, and I really mean this about the radio, I did not show up to do radio as a form of revenue. It just so happens that we're very successful right now, haven't always been like that, but we are successful right now, and we really are sponsored by some fabulous folks. But that's not the intention. When I get behind a mic... When I really get into the programming and really think about who are the people that we want to bring on, right. it really is a flow of energy that really transcends yep. job, revenue, whatever we want to say. Sure. And, um, and you've seen me in the studio, and you've seen that yep. happen. And, you know, you are an artist because you follow the energy. You know, Pat, exactly. Pat does not have a script in front of her. She has little bits of information on a piece of paper. She's not reading from a script. When she says, welcome, welcome to Dr. Pat's show, that's all from her head. She's just going with the energy and surfing it. That is definitely, I can see that art in you. It's really, it's really wonderful. But it's the same, you know, art is expressed in many, many different ways. My old boss was a financial planner, and he did that from his heart. Mm. He expressed himself that way. It was very techy, and he loved it, and I could tell that was his art. Right. Well, well, and this has been really a wonderful conversation. I think for everyone listening, it is really a new way to think about this work. Jim, what? how can people get a hold of you? Uh, Linda, if Linda wants to call you or email you or send you a better picture of her palm, <laughs> how, how can she do that? Sure. Um, well, through my website, www.thedivinehand.com or jim at thedivinehand.com. You can email me there. All my contact information, including my phone number even, is on my website. So feel free to use that. Okay. Um, and, you know, there's information on there. I've, I have read poems at parties, Microsoft parties, and big corporate events, and private readings. And I've been in the Seattle Times and featured there and everything. You know, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's all It's all, it's all good. But it's, it's really interesting, you know, so you can read more about my philosophy, how I work, and what I do. And if you have questions, drop me an email. You know, there's no charge across the country or the world to send a little email and ask anything you like. I'm more than happy to take time, especially with anyone who's listening to this show, to chat with them about, you know, anything that they have questions about on their hands. Excellent. And if you, if you live in the Seattle area and would like a palm reading, feel free to give me a, you know, give me a shout or email me. I'm more than happy to do that. Or, you know... You, we can try the JPEG thing. I don't know how that would work. I don't know, but we're going to set fax, it up. You know, this the fax thing Linda. almost worked, Linda. Linda, this actually, I'm so glad you did it. Even though I had, I looked at it, I walked into Pat's office, and she's like, here, someone fax palms. I'm like, are you kidding me? How am I going to read these palms? But actually, yeah. you found it to be, re- did it work? It, it seems to work out for you, right? 
It worked out for me, yes. Yeah. All right, good. So yes. maybe that's okay. Well, good. And well, I you, have... you heard it right here, first on bbsradio.com. I bet the guys are sitting in the studio just saying, well, there she goes again. You heard it first right here. Uh, and, and again, this gets more in-depth. Linda, thank you so much wait, for listening. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, i got two things to say. Okay. We're, we're going to have to go off the air. Go okay. ahead. Well, no, wait. It'll be quick. Um, you made the comment about Pat and the energy in her, in her interviewing with you. I think it also um, is the people that she has that energize her, um, that make the connection and make the interview so good. Oh, and, and the guests that she has. I think they're very special guests that she has, and, and you're very special, too. Um, the other thing that I, I wanted to say is there's two lines that go across the middle of your hand from left to right or right to left, whichever way you want to look at yep. it. What are those? One is your headline and one is your heart line. The headline is from, your, from, the, right, from the thumb side in, and the heart line is from the pinky side in. Oh, and so does it mean something if one's shorter than the other? Well, you'll have to wait for that because we're <laughs> going to bring Jim back for part two. Okay, I'll get a better fax of my hands. All send right. me a JPEG. And send I'll, a JPEG I'll... and we'll make that happen. Okay. Wow, thank you, Jim. Thank, thank, you. thank you so much. Thanks, Linda. Thank Thanks, you, Jim, Linda. for tuning Bye. in. And thank you, Jim, for a fabulous, fabulous conversation. Sure. We didn't get to my heart line, but we'll have to do it on the next show. <laughs> thank you all at PBS Radio for making this happen Uh Technology, fax machines, pretty soon, palm reading through our cell phones. You all, thank you all for listening, everyone. Make yourselves a fabulous, fabulous day. And we'll see you right back here on BBS Radio next week, same time, same station. Have a great, great week.